0: Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager podcast episode number 189, the Bobby the Brain Heenan episode, and I'm joined by Dan Darth Wager-Belanger to break down the college football games for this weekend, and then the Joker calls in with our NFL picks for week three, and then the Not-So-Super contest, listener Liam from Mississauga, Ontario takes a swing at the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast, guys, and tries to cure a spot in the Week 17 listener playoffs. And then I'm back with Darth Wager for Major League Baseball weekend action. We discuss our best bets and leans. And then the podcast closes with our blood on our hands, email questions from the listeners. we got three NFL questions. The final one, a New York football Giants one with with a lot of blood on the hands. The Joker had a rant during NFL picks I wouldn't necessarily call mine a rant, but a a, a place of where the Giants might be going down the stretch here. So, remember, you can contact me with any gambling or sports-related comments and questions at JeffreyBelanger8 at gmail.com or hit me up at Twitter at CoachBelanger. Please be sure to visit the website, the free picks website, www.JeffreyBelanger.com. Darth Wager does a great job. He puts all the Major League Baseball picks, the NFL picks, the college football picks up there for you. No cost to you. You can listen to our analysis on the podcast, as you are right now, and you can help support the cost of the show when you click on those Amazon banner ads and buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the podcast and the website at no additional cost to you, of course. Also, a proud sponsor is My AG. Type in the promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, at checkout. You get a 100% sign-up bonus, that free play money will help you. Not that you'll need it, because if you go with our picks, you'll do well. Uh, and there's also Amazon banner ads you can click on in the website as well. My Bookie A G, a uh, place to go to do your, uh, your your gambling needs online. The third book in the Ali Armini series, Squeeze Play. That is out. You can get Squeeze Play in the first two books of the series, Code Blood Red, Fourth and Dead. You can get them on Amazon. If you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you get it for free. And if you like those paper copies, you know, you like to hold the book in the hand when you read at the beach or on vacation or in the plane flying to Vegas, go to TheWordVerve.com. That's the publisher. Buy it for 12 bucks and help support my kids' college fund. So there you have it, podcast number 189, the Bobby the Brainy Heenan episode, and him and Gorilla Monsoon together again in a better place. Darth Wager, this is podcast number 189, the Bobby the Brain Heenan episode. Me and the Joker discussed this earlier in the week, that it had to be for Bobby the Brain Heenan, who passed away recently. Do you know who Bobby the Brain Heenan is? Do you remember? Wrestling. Wrestling. Coach. Announcer, manager, extraordinaire. Yes. Good job. Point for you, Darth Wager.
1: Every now and then.
0: You're up half a unit in in college football, right?
1: Um, yes, one and a half unit.
0: Yes, you are. Ten and eight. I'm nine and ten. Down one unit. The Joker's twelve and seven. Up five units. In AK forty-seven, taking it on the chin in college football. He's eight and twelve, minus four units so far. Nobody's really bet more than one unit on a game, other than me. By the way.
1: I thought
0: that first week Joel Ben a crap on that
1: one game. Yeah, I don't think so. No, mm, I'm pretty sure he did.
0: Yeah, don't remember that. So college football. Th- this this for the listeners. This could be another progressive college football bets day for uh, Coach Belanger if you follow my picks. Because they got a twelve o'clock, a three thirty, a seven, an eight, and a ten thirty game. And and last week. The I liked uh, Mississippi at Cal and the spread jumped three points within an hour. From minus three, minus three and a half to six. And I said something funky's going on and I stayed away from it. I didn't, thank God because Cal blew him out. But I was just shocked. I went to go look at him. I'm like, what the heck just happened to this game? Just went crazy. So you're the guest. You're the guest. Crazy things do happen. You're the guest, Darth Wager. Lead off for us. What do you got?
1: I'm going to start out with the Maryland Terrapins.
0: Ooh, the, the crazy turtles.
1: Yeah, they've been playing really well. So I'm going to reverse the reverse the reverse. they are probably due for an upset loss, but they are going to be at home. Only minus three and a half. So I am going to lean on that turtle and hope that shell does not crack. <laughs> and I'm going to take them minus three and a half over Central Florida.
0: Oh, Central Florida. UCF. All right. My first pick is going noontime. I'm going to Florida State, and I'm taking NC State, getting 11 points. At least when I checked earlier in the week, it was 11 points. Uh I'm going to the surprise cover in this one. Uh, I have... Florida State ranked very high in my rankings for college football, but they lost their quarterback, DeAndre Francois. I think it really hurts them in this game. NC State's main weakness is their defensive backfield. I'm not sure the Seminoles can take advantage of that. The NC State D-line is very good. Bradley Chubb, Justin Jones, they're going to pressure whoever uh, Florida State happens to be playing at quarterback. They're going to stifle their running game. This could be a low-scoring game. I'm taking NC State, maybe not the upset, but I, I get them to cover, I think this is like a 13-10 type game. This one that's one unit oh. on NC State. What's your next one, Darth? Okay.
1: I'm my next game I'm going to take the Purdue Boilermakers. Ooh. Plus 10 over Michigan.
0: Ooh. You don't think Michigan uh, gets their act together after a few rough weeks?
1: A few rough weeks is one thing, but after you've already put a few in a row, then if it quacks like a duck looks like a duck, then it's probably a duck, and that's what their quarterback likes to throw is a bunch of lame freaking ducks.
0: Uh, so I'm going
1: to take Purdue at home with the 10 points. All
0: uh, right. They're a very young team, so maybe they get better as the year goes on. Coach Belandra has a futures wager on them, and it's not looking too good either. They're, they're kind of like my Arizona Cardinals of the college football season. So my second game, 330, big game, big 12. I'm taking TCU and the 13 points. I don't think they're going to need it, though. I think they upset Oklahoma State this week. I think they're very equal ball clubs. Uh, TCU has been putting on people so far. This is their first true test. Uh, They have a lot of experience returning. They have a really good running game with Kyle Hicks. They can also pass if they need to. Oklahoma State has been very good. They've also been running people out of buildings. Mason Rudolph, James Washington, State for one more year. They're a great duo at QB and wide receiver. The TCU linebackers, Ty Summers, Traven Howard, safety Nico Small, and uh, Ray Anthony Texada. They They are some of the best defensive players in the Big 12. I think 13 points is way too much. I think this could be an upset for TCU in Oklahoma State, I'm taking TCU plus 13, and that's for one-and-a-half units.
1: Ooh, what's that sound? Ding ding ding, 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 ding. I'm here to argue that point. Oh. Uh, that line is, oh, you're, you're correct, it is 13. I'm still going to lay the 13, and I'm going to take the over, over 71, and I'm going to take Oak State at
0: home. You're, you're taking Oki minus 13. We're going head-to-head? Yep. Ooh. Yeah, Oki defense though, man. I don't know. TCU is much better on that side of the ball. 14 I think...
1: points, man. I feel like it's going to be a backdoor, probably cover if anything. So what I might do is tease it and parlay, um, and probably no. I'm probably just going to tease it. I'll tease it down if anything. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to go with over
0: 71. I tell you what, when you when the listeners. Uh... Listen to the NFL portion of the podcast. I teased a four-team teaser for thirteen points during NFL uh, Week Two, and it paid off handsomely for me. Good thing I did. Just saying, good thing I did. I'm not gonna a little tease, a little tease, teaser tease for the NFL uh, pod with, with the Joker. All right, so Game Three. Uh,
1: I'll go again if you'd like.
0: Go ahead, go again.
1: I'm gonna take the volunteers
0: Ooh, Tennessee. against
1: the the US and I'm gonna lock it in at twenty eight points. Okay. Um it was twenty six beginning the week, and I'm gonna take the Tennessee Volunteers gotcha. over the UMass Minutemen, who are three and seven in the last ten games against a team with a win home uh, winning home record.
0: Oh and I'm sure they're not very good against a power five conference team either.
1: Uh, no. No. Marcus Canby is not walking through that door.
0: No, he's not. He's not got he doesn't have the chains and the and the hookers from John Calipari anymore either. So <laughs> tell me tell me he didn't learn that from Rick Pitino. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. My next game. Third game. College football. Seven o'clock game. Mississippi State. Getting getting, uh, six and a half points at Georgia. I'm going with Georgia in this one. I think Georgia's a much better team. Uh, Both teams have played some weak sisters in one real game. Georgia snuck by Notre Dame in their real game. Mississippi State beat up on LSU in their real game. The the line might be a little bit low in this one because of Mississippi State's surprise win against LSU last week. Uh, I think Georgia is a superior team as far as my rankings go. And almost every aspect of the game, I think the Georgia defensive line is really going to give uh, Mississippi State's offense fits. Uh, I'm I'm going uh, Georgia minus six and a half, one unit.
1: Okay. My units I will put it on the website at com. But the next game I'm taking Cincinnati versus Navy. Who, which what do you think I'm going with that one, Jeff?
0: I think you're going with the. Uh... The Navy.
1: You would think so, but I'm not. Not this week. I'm finally picking against the midshipmen. Oh. I'm going to take Cincinnati plus 11.5. Okay. To beat Navy. Navy is 2-5 and five against the spread following a bye week in their last seven games. Wow. And I'm going to play Cincinnati... Against my midshipmen, and then probably bet midshipman
0: the following week. Wow. It you you have, you have the angles on that one. I, I I'm going uh, I'm going to the Golden Dome. I'm going to Notre Dame. Actually, not going to Notre Dame because they're away. They're they're at Michigan State. I, I'm I'm gonna take Notre Dame minus three and a half against Michigan State. Eight o'clock on Saturday. I think Notre Dame is a much better team. I'm shocked the spread is this low. Uh, I know Notre Dame had a, a rough season last year, but Michigan State is in, in the middle of a rebuild. Uh, their defense is rebuilding. Their offense isn't that great. I know Notre Dame got knocked off by Georgia, but I think Georgia's a good team, and they really took it to Temple in B.C. And after going 4-8 and eight last year, I think they're going to bounce back. I think 3-1 and one will help them immensely with confidence. they got some tough games coming up. Uh, I I think this is a potential double-digit win for the Irish. And besides L.J. Scott running back for Michigan State, there's there's really nothing there. There's nothing there. So I'm going to take Notre Dame minus 3.5 for one unit on Saturday night at 8 o'clock.
1: And for my sixth game, Beth, you want to hear something?
0: Oh, yes, six games. I only have five. Go ahead
1: boom boom boom. I'm agreeing with you on Notre Dame, minus three and a half. That was my last game.
0: Oh, nice.
1: If there's if there's one team that depresses me more than Notre Dame not covering, it would be Michigan State. So I'm gonna take Notre Dame
0: over mm-hmm. Michigan State. <laughs> Alright, give you my last one. This is my progressive I'm gonna I'm gonna chase chase all if I, I lost a game earlier in the in the in the uh, day on Saturday, I'm gonna chase with this game. I'm taking UCLA in the seven points against Stanford. It's in Stanford. I think Stanford's a better team, but not by as much as you think it is. I think UCLA had a rough week last week, and I think that kind of kept the spread down. Uh, you know, Maybe it gives them a little bit more points than they, they probably should be getting in this one. Uh, Stanford should win this game. They usually do against UCLA. No one at UCLA knows what it's like to beat Stanford. They have six losses in five years against Stanford. They they lost back to back weeks in 2012, the regular season finale and the Pac-12 title game. But I think seven points seems like a little bit too much to give. I think this game is decided by a field goal either way. I'm taking UCLA plus seven as my as my chaser game at 10:30 at night. I did look at a few.
1: I o- think UCLA cheerleaders.
0: I, I did look at a few other games, Darth Wager, that intrigued me. But I'm not picking them. I looked at Duke, North Carolina, and North Carolina. Duke is – North Carolina is getting three. And this is the victory bell like game. Duke. And I like North Carolina. Coming off a loss last year against Duke, um, they're a home dog. I actually have North Carolina rated in my rankings for college football teams a little bit better than, than Duke. I was shocked North Carolina was getting points at home. So I, I, I like that one, but I didn't pick it. I also didn't take Iowa plus 13 against Penn State. I I, I don't trust Penn State, I, and Iowa has a good offensive line. I think they might be able to control tempo on that one. And then I stayed away from Washington and Colorado. Even though I like Washington minus 10, I stayed away from that one. I, I, I think Washington eventually pulls away the, in the end and wins by more than 10, but didn't want to take the risk being away in colorado as a double digit colorado a double digit you know what, home that dog that sounds
1: like that sounds like a sweetheart teaser right
0: there a little 13 point tease <laughs> it might be one yeah that could be one it could be one of those 14 teasers so all right all right darth wager sponsor of the podcast my bookie ag uh, thank you for supporting us. Everybody listens to the show, they, they they listen to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.mybookieag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join mybookieag, they will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Just visit mybookieag. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And use... Promo code DARTH, as in Darth Wager, who's with us right now, D-A-R-T-H, from the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast, and that helps support the, the show. Uh, be like the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast, guys. Major in the wager. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie AG. Darth, the, the, the bonus is at, at, at my AG. They're pretty good. We talked about that earlier today, didn't we?
1: The rollover is very favorable, comparable to other sites.
0: Yes, uh, and I uh, I've been using that rollover that that matching free play money they give me very liberally and I've, I and it's it's turned out very profitable for me. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> All right, it's time profitable to get It always a good thing. Time to, time for the Joker. Joker NFL picks. And you you recovered off your week 1 3 11 and 1 debacle. You went 500 last week 8 and 1. I am um, 8 That's and eight. sure. Eight and eight, three and two in your in your locks. And in your little pool, I, I think you with straight up, you were fifteen and one.
1: Uh, that's right. Green Bay. Screwed me again.
0: Yep. Yep. The uh the, this is a, a, a near and dear podcast episode for you. Uh Bobby the Brain Heenan. Episode yeah. one hundred eighty nine. Him and Gorilla Monsoon together.
1: Together board. once again. Uh it was sad to see Bobby these last couple years. Uh cancer really took its toll. Uh he's in a better place now.
0: Yeah. Bobby the brain heating. Uh, the weasel. The weasel. <laughs> uh speaking of weasels, I feel like I weaseled uh one of my wagers I made this weekend. I made a four team teaser. This this past weekend, I had the Redskins. I teased them up. I got even more points. Didn't need it. I teased the Broncos. Got more points. Didn't need it. Uh, I teased uh, what was the other game? I teased the the one that I teased down, which thankfully I did, was the Seattle Seahawks. I, te- yeah. I teased them down to a half a point. They were given half a point, and. Tell you what, I was sweating that out for a little while because the the uh, it wasn't looking too good there for a while against the Forty ers I also teased the Raiders, so the Raiders were given a uh, one point to the Jets. I didn't need that either. So, I te- I did a four team tease, thirteen points. I just didn't. Good thing with that Forty ers Seahawks game, but yeah. So, joke. First game is a Thursday game. Thursday game. The, the 49ers, who scared the hell out of me against Seattle, uh, is, is playing in this game at home against the Rams, and the 49ers are getting two points. On going Rams. You're going Rams? Yep. Why?
1: Because they're going to win by a field goal.
0: They're going to win by a field goal. Okay. I'm not sure the 49ers are that bad. They played Seattle. They played Carolina. Two pretty good defenses.
1: Two horrible offensive lines.
0: Two horrible offensive lines, but two pretty good defenses. So they couldn't score. But I don't think a lot of teams are going to score that much against Carolina and Seattle this year. I And the Rams gave up a bunch of rushing yards to the Washington Deadskins. And the Redskins can't run the ball. I'm, I'm taking the 49ers at home in this one. It's going to be a close one. I'm taking the two points in the home game, home dog Niners, taking them. Thursday night, we have a early Sunday game, Joker. the The Jacksonville Jaguars are home, away from home in England. They're playing in London. The Ravens are are technically the away team, but although both teams are away, the Jaguars are home. Uh, the last spread I checked was minus four points in this one. The Jags, the Ravens are awful on the road. The Ravens are awful on the road. I would normally agree with you. Did you watch the Jaguars game recently? Did anybody against, watch the Jaguars game? Against the Titans. I I made one of my major picks. One of my locks was the was the Titans and the Jaguars. And I doubled down at halftime, because at halftime it was a pick'em game after after halftime. And I doubled down on that. And it came up big. You, you, you're really you're following your heart with Tom Coughlin. We'll get that's to that's right. We'll get to Tom Coughlin in a moment. I, I'm going with Baltimore, uh, and I think basically, basically on their defense, their defense is really good. I don't trust their offense. I'm a li- I wonder if they put up enough points, but I think Blake Bortles might give them enough points in this game. So, I'm taking the Ravens in this one. It's not one of my locks. Definitely not. I'll go over my five locks at the end. So, and now we get to normal games. One o'clock. I'm calling this the trap game. It looks too good to be true. Broncos minus three at the Bills. It
1: was minus two last night.
0: How could that be? Uh, I can't figure that one out. Buffalo's all- Defense looked pretty good, but that could be Carolina's offense. And they faced yeah, the Jets I mean, the, the first Broncos week. The
1: Broncos decimated Dallas.
0: You just, you just don't know what Buffalo is yet, based on what Carolina's looking like.
1: the I'm taking the Broncos.
0: I am too, but I feel like I'm going to regret it, don't you?
1: <sighs> yes and no.
0: There's a lot of home dogs this week. Yes. The, the spread I have is still three.
1: Most of the home dogs are, like,
0: only getting three points, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I'm taking the Broncos. I, I think the Bills coach might be pretty good. And I, I'm not sure about the Broncos coach yet. I, I'm a little worried about Simeon on the road. He looked good against Dallas. It feels like a trap game. I'm definitely not one of my locks. That's for darn sure. Um, next one up. Saints getting five and a half points at the Carolina Panthers, who we, we've talked about twice now before we even um, got to the game. I'm taking the Saints. I, I agree. I'm taking the Saints as well. The, the the offensive Carolinas just look pitiful, right? The offensive line, they, they look awful. And Christian McCaffrey has not looked good. My, my one of my, I, of course, I have all Carolina Panthers on my fantasy team, so at least I, I I can just ignore fantasy football for the rest of the year at this point. Nice. Yeah, I I think the Saints are a desperate team too. I give the Saints a slight edge at the quarterback position. Uh, I, I'm no Greg Olson. I'm taking I'm taking the Saints also five and a half points. Another home dog. This is not one of your three point home dogs though, Joker. Steelers minus seven and a half at the Bears, and I'm going to see if this line moved up at all. It might have. Nope, still seven and a half. Even money. It's seven and a half. That's, tra-
1: that's a trap game, man. The Steelers haven't looked the efficient on offense yet. No. Um, I wonder if this is the week that they get it going. Um, I'm going to pick the Steelers.
0: Oh, I'm surprised. I thought you said it was a trap game. You don't regret yeah, this.
1: My, my gut's telling me Steelers. All
0: right. Well, I'm going Bears. Seven and a half is too many points. Do you know that? Are the Steelers really good? Hey, do we know that? Like the no, Vikings, no, but the Bears are really bad. They 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 barely got by Cleveland. In Cleveland, they beat the Vikings without Sam Bradford. Not that that should matter, but you're playing against, you know, the backup quarterback. I'm not sure they're that good yet, and their offense hasn't looked good. Cleveland's defense didn't look too hot against Baltimore. Baltimore has terrible offense. And the Vikings defense is good, I'll give them that. But the Vikings are playing. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough we have to play with Sam Bradford. Now you got to play with the backup of Sam Bradford. That's not that's not good at all. I'm going Bears. I'm going Bears in that one. I I think uh, Jordan Howard with the hurt shoulder, Tariq Cohen gets more carries. So our Dave Mega 2.0 without the uh, whole uh, sexual assault charges. Uh, I think he uh, I think he has a big day. And I spent all my FAB money on him. (laughs) 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 Next one, Joker. Another 1 o'clock game. Falcons. Minus 3 at the Lions. Tough game. Tough game. In a dome. I'm going to go Atlanta. I I am also going Atlanta. I might have been wrong about them. I thought they'd have like a a mental breakdown after losing a Super Bowl like that. Maybe it's a chip on a shoulder team. I could be wrong. Are the lines? Are the lines good?
1: They didn't look good Monday.
0: They, they they beat the no offense Giants. They beat the Cardinals and Carson Carson Palmer did everything he could to give them the game. So I'm I'm taking the Falcons begrudgingly because I was totally off on them. It looks like, and they they appear like a team with. A chip on their shoulder and want to prove something. Unfortunately, how about this game? This is for the number one pick in the draft this year. You ready? Browns at the Colts. The Browns are an away team, Joker, and they're favored. They're getting one point in Indianapolis. I'm going Browns. You're going with the Browns. It's still one point. I am also going with the Browns. I. you should take the home dog, though, right? The, the Colts, but they're awful. They're awful. Uh, do they, they? I. They don't have an identity without luck out there, right?
1: They don't have anything.
0: No. It, so if the Browns, every home team gets two to three points just for being home, that means Vegas thinks the Browns are a better team than the Colts. Absolutely. I I, I tend to agree with Vegas in this one the bucks the buccaneers they're playing the vikings there's no line in this game still
1: yeah i saw that yesterday
0: yeah so i i am just gonna pick it straight i'm gonna take the bucks and i'm i think the bucks are pretty good and unfortunately the giants play them soon like the next well, not we're this bucks enough
1: to see your stuff what's that we're a bucks enough to see your stuff
0: yeah well the Vikings defense. Hopefully, keep it close. I, I, you have to monitor the line on this one. So, I, I, you, you making a pick on this one? What are you doing with this one? I'm
1: going with the Buck because the Buck is
0: enough to see their stuff. The Buck is enough to see their stuff.
1: Where there's a cover at the door, and there's a Kennedy on the floor.
0: <laughs> is this a at the
1: Nudie Bar? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a Married with Children song, right there.
1: Yes. <laughs> Bob Rooney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, th- this next game, I'm going to take uh, crap from Ray Candlin and AK-47 in this one. The Texans are at the Patriots, and they're getting 13 points. Uh, I'm going Pats. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? You never take the Patriots.
1: Texans have no offense. They don't. But their defense is decimated. They have like five guys out on the pro- concussion protocol.
0: That, that the three of them are tight ends by the way. They're not all defensive players. I'm They're taking decimated. the Texans and not just to prove my point with the Ray K and AK47. I'm not I'm I'm hoping this spread jumps up to 14. This is my AFC Game Championship preview here. I think it the is. Texans grind this game. They make it ugly. They can put pressure on Tom Brady. And what happens when you put pressure on Tom Brady? uh,
1: His wife ends up bitching everybody out for drop passes?
0: Yes. Yes. Did the Saints put any pressure on Tom Brady? No. No, the Saints made Sam Bradford look like Tom Brady the first week of the season. So, that, that Patriots offense isn't all what it's supposed to be. They have a bunch of wide receivers out. The Texans' defense is good. I think this could be a low-scoring, ugly game with the Texans. I'm taking all those points, and I'm hoping it gets up to 14 by Sunday so I can get two touchdowns. I'm taking the Texans, and it was very close to being one of my locks. Very close, but I thought I was too much on what I thought the Texans were going to be this year, so I stayed away for it. I think second game for Deshaun Watson helps him, too. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dolphins are at the Jets. The Jets are getting six points at home, Joker. The Jets burned you last week. Sure did. Yep, it's still six points. I'm taking uh, Dolphins. You're going with the Fins. I'm also going with the Dolphins. I think they have the edge at QB, even though it's Jay Cutler. But that's just because the Jets don't have a quarterback. Uh, I think the coaching edge... I'm a little concerned about uh, Coach Gaze from the Dolphins. Did you see the Chargers game, the end of the Chargers game last week? No. Oh, my goodness. Uh, total abomination on both sides of the ball. The The Chargers are going to win with a field goal. There's 10 seconds left, and, and rather than spike the ball, they run the ball into the middle of the field and go down on – on second down and then run off the field as the clock is running with ten seconds left. They forget to spike the ball. The clock is running. The the Chargers are not gonna have enough time to run on the field and kick the field goal. But Coach Gaze calls a timeout. The Dolphins coach. <laughs>
1: this is uh
0: I got nothing. Apparently you wanted to ice the kicker. It worked. Oh. <laughs> because the guy missed the field goal. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, Dolphins, I'm taking them. Uh, The Jets should be desperate, but I'm not sure the organization is desperate to win this year. So my desperate team theory goes out the window with the Jets because I think they want to lose. My theory. Next one. We got the Giants (laughs) getting five and a half points at the Eagles.
1: I even make a pick, I'd like to say something.
0: Go ahead, Joker. I'll, I'll, I'll save mine for the email question at the end. I have some thoughts on the Giants as well. Go ahead. Say something.
1: Ben McAdoo. Oh, boy. First off, McAdoo sounds like a shitty candy bar with raisins in it. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to call out Eli Manning? <laughs> yeah, he's, good. he's got no offensive line. He's got nothing. Guys are dropping passes. You ever heard of a guy named Bart Starr?
0: Yes, I have heard
1: of him. He was a quarterback for Green Bay. You ever heard of Vince Lombardi?
0: Yes, I've heard of him, too.
1: Yeah. Vince Lombardi chewed out Bart Starr once in front of his team. Bart Starr pulled him aside and said, Hey, I'm the captain of your team. If you're going to chew me out, do it behind closed doors. I need to lead this team. And you know what? Vince Lombardi listened to him. Macadoo, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's your fault. You're play calling, you fucking suck. I'm done with you. The Giants need to fucking fire him. You're going to call out Eli for questionable QB play and sloppy play. Get him more than two seconds, you asshole. <laughs> you have two fucking tight ends. Use them. Put two running backs in the back if that doesn't if that doesn't help. What the fuck? Who are you to call out a two-time Super Bowl winning MVP? You've done nothing. You were the fucking quarterback coach of Aaron Rodgers, and you wrote his coattails to the fucking Giants. You fucking suck. End of rant.
0: <laughs> well, I, pick, I have an email from a listener. It, I'm picking the Giants. I I, I knew you would. Um, I have an email from a listener. I, I have very similar sentiments. I'm going to save my rant for the end of the podcast. Uh, and it's... I, I I don't think McAdoo is alone to blame. I'll just put it that way. There's there's blood on people's hands in the Giants organization. Blood on their hands. In that yeah, blood,
1: it's Eli's blood from getting fucking destroyed.
0: Well, it's it's blood from a few years ago. I'm just gonna put it that way. I'm teasing. I'm teasing my response for my Giants email later on. I also have the Giants. I, 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 I tell you what. I have a theory of what's going to happen the rest of the year with the Giants. Joker, make sure you listen to the email responses at the end. I'm, I'm going to lay out the Giants game plan for the rest of the season. It's going to be something spectacular. Something out of the magic bullet theory from Seinfeld. Yeah, so.
1: trade O'Dell and get a fucking offensive
0: lineman. Nope. Nope. That's not it. Not it. Well, why'd they sign Brandon Marshall? For all that money. When they could have signed that old offensive lineman that was on Cincinnati that was damn good, but they didn't want to give him three years because he was 36 years old.
1: They said Brandon Marshall with his fucking bipolar ass. He can't catch a ball.
0: Well, not only that, but you have plenty of people that can catch a ball already. You didn't need them. No. It's just stupid. All right, next game. Four o'clock games now. Seahawks getting three at the Titans. Going Titans. Ooh, you're going Teen Titans Go. How come? What's your reasoning, Joker?
1: Uh, I like the Titans. I like their offense. Their defense is good. Seahawks are god-awful.
0: I don't think the Seahawks are as bad as we think they are. Okay. Richard Sherman was hurt, played hurt, gutted it out last week. Paul Richardson, the guy who caught the game winning touchdown, he dislocated his finger earlier in the game. The bone was sticking out of the skin. He went back in the game to catch a game winning TD. I think this is a team with some heart. I think they figured out a little bit something about themselves at the end of that Niners game. I think you'll see a lot more no huddle. I think you'll see Russell Wilson make more plays with his feet until that line gets stabilized. DeMarco Murray is questionable for the Titans. I think that's all right for them though cuz Derrick Henry's better than him anyway. But their good wide receiver Corey Davis is hurt also with a hamstring injury. I think this is the a big test for the Titans offense. They played the Raiders. They only scored 16 points against that defense. They 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 beat up on Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense is pretty good, but I think Jacksonville's lack of offense helps, you know, that. This is a huge test for the Titans. On the offensive side of the ball, I don't think they're going to pass this test. I'm grabbing the points. I don't think I need them. I think the Seahawks win this straight up. That's my 25 cents. Next one, Joker. This is my upset pick. Upset pick of week three Bengals plus nine at the Packers. I think it gets to double digits by the time we get to Sunday. What are you liking that one?
1: Packers fucked me last week. I'm going Bengals.
0: You're going Bengals. It is still nine. I'm also going Bengals. I think they could upset them here. I think the Bengals might have fired their offensive coordinator a little prematurely. The first two weeks, they faced two very good defenses. Baltimore and Houston, probably two of the top Five or six defenses in the league? It's not like they, they didn't score against Dallas or against the Detroit defense, right? Those are two good defenses. Green Bay came out of that Falcons game needing a freaking triage because of all the injuries. And the Bengals do have a good defensive front. The Packers are, are having tryouts for offensive line this week as we speak. I think this is a surprise upset. I'm not taking take the nine points. I hope it moves to ten, but the Bengals. I might make a money line play on the Bengals in this one. This could be a huge upset. Desperate team, maybe last stand. I I I think the Bengals come out balls of fire in this one. So, next one four o'clock. Last four o'clock game. The Chiefs are at the Chargers. The. Chargers are getting three points at home. Another one of your three-point dogs, Joker.
1: I've said it once, and I've said it again. The Chargers find a way to lose. I'm taking the Chiefs.
0: <laughs> but it is three points. It could be a push.
1: Um, the Chiefs are winning this one.
0: Uh, the, the, the Chiefs and Chargers have faced each other 114 times since 1960. The Chiefs lead the series 59-55 to 55 with one tie. The longest win streak for either team is six games. The Chiefs are currently on a six-game streak. I'm going to lay the three points with the Chiefs. But I hope I if if it stays three, great. If it goes to three and a half, I I stay away from it altogether, or I take the Chargers because I think the Chargers lose on a field goal again and lose by three. The the, the most heartbreaking team in the NFL. The the Team formerly from San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. So, there's my caveat for the Chiefs game. Uh, 8.30, Sunday night game. The Raiders, minus three at the Redskins.
1: Raiders all
0: day. Raiders all day. This is a rematch of Super Bowl 18. Joker, what year were you born? Uh, 83. Uh, this game was played, I believe... Slightly before you were born. That's right. The Raiders won that game thirty-eight to nine. Marcus Allen, I and mean then
1: he was bench for BoJack.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think this could be a similar score. So I did a little research. Three players and the Raiders were alive when the when the uh, Super Bowl eighteen was played. Safety Reggie Nelson was a newborn, just like you, Joker. The offensive tackle, uh Donald Penn was one year old, and long center John Condo was three years old. The Skins only have two players alive when that game was played. Vernon Davis and D'Angelo Hall were both newborns. Nice. (laughs) I just made every listener that is my age feel really old. So this is the start of a a tough three-game stretch for the Raiders. Uh, they, They got the Skins, then they're at the Broncos, and then they got Baltimore home. They say they're taking it one game at a time. But they might be looking ahead. That kind of scares me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders as well, Joker. But I'm a little scared by it. There's a slight scare factor in it with the Redskins. So Monday night, the Cowboys minus three at the at the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm
1: taking the Cowboys.
0: Taking the Cowboys. You're going with the Cowboys. You think they bounced back after last week? Absolutely. All right. So you're going Cowboys. I'm going Cardinals. I think they won ugly last week against the Colts. Good thing they avoided 0-2. This is actually a good Monday night game on ESPN. It's unusual. They usually don't get good games. The Giants-Lions being an example of that. Uh, My preseason prediction, I had the winner of this game Having the tiebreaker for the wild card. I said, so I think this is a big game for wild card purposes in the NFC. The Cardinals have a blueprint, thanks to the Broncos, on how to stop the Cowboys. That zone of defense is good. Uh, they win this one. They get the Niners next week. They'll be 3-1. and one. I'm taking the points with the home dog in this one. No. My locks, Joker. I'm going to tell you my locks and you tell me yours. You ready? I got about 30 seconds. All right. I got the Bears, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Bengals, and the Cardinals. What are yours? Oakland. Pats. Ooh, you went Pats. Giants. G-Men. Atlanta. ATL. Tennessee. Tennessee. We're going head-to-head in a couple of these. All right, cool. All right, Joker, get back to work. Enjoy your day.
1: And uh, everybody, have a great day.
0: (laughs) You just heard the Jokers and and my five locks for week three of the NFL, and it means it's time for our not-so-super contest. Last week, Jesus Cruz of Walnut Creek, California. He picked the Colts, the Rams, the Niners, the Packers, and the Chargers were his best bet at fifty two points. He went two and three. He lost his best bet. He had a minus sixteen point differential, which doesn't sound that good, but he did beat our, our listener from the week before, which was Rick from Cincinnati, who went one and four and and was and and did not have his best bet and was way off in the in the uh and his total points for the game, so he he did better. So, maybe that maybe our next contestant will will improve on that. Our our staff at Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast. I went three and two. The Joker went three and two. AK forty seven went three and two, and Darth Wager went four and one. So we had a we had a good week in a not so super contest. This week's contestant is Liam from missus mississauga ontario and liam he's from canada so i don't know who he roots for maybe a team in the northern part let see if i can figure it out from his picks here we he, he likes the rams the ravens the steelers maybe a steelers fan it's not too far from um uh, ontario the colts could be a colts fan and the patriots maybe he's a new england fan maybe he's a patriots fan Patriots are his best bet, and it's 57 total points, Patriots over Texans. Another guy doesn't like my Texans to beat the Patriots. All right, all right, we'll see, Liam. We'll see who's right. Our Not-So-Super Contest, we have one contestant per week. They pick five games, designate one game as their best bet, and they predict the total points scored in that game. The four guests with the best record in the Not-So-Super Contest will advance to Week 17 playoff where they will pick all 16 games and the total score for one game that we designate, so we have a tiebreaker, the winner of the guest uh, playoff on, in Week 17 will pick for the entire NFL playoffs against the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast, guys. So there we have it, our not-so-super contest. Jesus Cruz from Walnut Creek, California, thank you. Uh, you you're currently in first place for the guess. I don't know if you'll last that long with a 2-3 and three record and an 0-1 best bet, but you're in first place for now. Live it up, buddy. And uh, Liam's trying to knock you out. So there you have it. A not-so-super contest. Before we get to the baseball picks with Darth Wager, please be sure to visit www.jeffreybelanger.com. Darth Wager does a great job. He puts up all the baseball picks, all the college football picks, all the NFL picks at jeffreybelanger.com. We we have our five locks from the five gambling chalk talk podcast guys. We even get the locks for our listeners who we've been, unfortunately, beating the heck out of lately. Hopefully, uh, Liam has a better uh, showing this week than the first two contestants in a not-so-super contest. But there's some Amazon banner ads there. Click on those Amazon banner ads, buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help to support the cost of the show and the website at no additional cost to you. And now we got Major League Baseball picks. Darth Wager, Thursday, September 21st. I have a couple games. What do you got?
1: Um, I will let the you go first, Mr.
0: Host. Okay, I'm going to go first. I'm going to lead off with a lean. Rangers Mariners over and runs first five innings. Cole Hamels has had trouble with Seattle this year. Eleven runs in just seventeen innings. James Paxton for the Mariners has had a very successful season, but just not against Texas. Eleven and a third innings, he's given up seven runs. I'm not. I'm not. You know what? This isn't the first five. Make it the whole game. Rangers Mariners over and runs whole game. I think there's probably 15 runs scored in this game. That should be more than enough to cover the whole game. So Rangers-Mariners over and runs is my lean, my best bet. I was hoping it would be a big Cubs and Brewers series. It doesn't look like it is, but it's still a big series for the Brewers. They need this game for the wild card. Unfortunately, they're pitching Zach Davies at home. He is terrible at home. Even when it's an away game against the Miami Marlins, but they play Milwaukee, he still loses. So I don't know what goes on at home, but his ERA is like almost six at home, and it's around two on the road. And his numbers against the Cubs are, are similar. He's 2-0 at Wrigley, 0-2 at Miller Park. He's allowed seven runs in 12 innings in, in, uh, in uh, at Miller Park. And meanwhile, Jake Arrieta, two starts from Milwaukee this year, 13 innings, only four runs, and a 167 batting average against I'm taking the Brewers over to Cubs, even though the Brewers really need this game. They're only a game out of the wild card, Darth Wager. So, that's my Thursday picks. Just two of them. What do you got?
1: I got three for you, big fella.
0: Ooh, three.
1: I'm going to take uh, St. Louis over Cincinnati. Yep. I think this time of the year, you want to go with the teams that need to win when it's important and... Uh, the Reds are probably just going to be playing all their minor league players at this point anyways. Tell you what, St. Louis, um, is, St.
0: Louis is not doing too hot right now. They're in trouble. They're on life support. I'm not worried. Okay.
1: Houston over Chicago White Sox. I think Houston's been playing better now, and I've, I've, I've gone like opposite of what my theory was in the beginning of the year. I'm kind of betting with the streak at this point. Oh. And um, I'm also going to go Seattle over Texas. And with that one, I'm going to go with the theory um, because I see Paxton is pitching, and I think of the Chicago Bulls. So um, I'm mixing it up a little bit. I've been going with the winning streaks on some teams and against on others, so
0: we'll see how it works out on Thursday. All right, let's move to Friday, the 22nd. My, my I have two picks. One's a lean. I got the Tigers over to Twins. The Twins – Kyle Gibson has been magnificent in September. He's 3-0, a 2.52 ERA. The Tigers happen to be his kryptonite. Uh, 18 innings, he's given up 18 runs, a 333 batting average against. Uh, Matt Boyd, like Kyle Gibson, has been very good in September. He's 2-0 in four starts in September. He's he's been pretty good against the Twins, a 3.68 ERA and just a 208 batting average against. So I'm going Tigers over to Twins in a lean. My best bet, however, is A's and Rangers... Uh, Under and runs for the first five innings. Uh, Nick Martinez has pitched well recently against Oakland. Just three runs in seven innings on uh, August 25th. Back in May, he gave up three runs in six innings. But you take this game because of Kendall Graveman. He's been very good against Texas this year, a 2.61 ERA. Only six runs allowed in 20 and two-thirds innings, and five of those runs were in Texas. He's only allowed one run at home against the Rangers this year. And Graveman, as we know, is a much better pitcher in Oakland, a 2.98 ERA, compared on the road, 6.39. So go A's and Rangers, under and runs, first five innings, as your best bet for Friday. What do you got, Darth?
1: I'm taking the Braves over Philly. And home, I'm going to take the Braves over Blake look alike. <laughs> um I'm going to take the guy with the 10-syllable last name, Walt Nua with the, and uh, I'm hoping that Atlanta's turning themselves around. And then Atlanta, uh, sorry, New York versus the Toronto Blue Jays, Tanaka's pitching. And what have I done the last few times Tanaka's pitched, Jeff?
0: You've gone against them.
1: I bet the over. So I'm betting the over.
0: You're betting Tanaka to get tanked. With Tanaka pitching. Tanaka getting tanked. There you go. That's it for Friday? Yep. All right. Saturday, September 23rd, Michael Jordan Day. Uh, I got two best bets. That's it. No leans. We got Rays and Orioles over in runs. Jake Odorizzi, 10 innings, 7 runs allowed against Baltimore this year. A two eighty six batting average against... I'm hoping the Orioles actually pitch Ubaldo Jimenez. The last couple times I've tried to pick him in over, they've not pitched him. I, hopefully they pitch him because in 11 and two-thirds innings versus Tampa this year, uh, that's three appearances, two starts. He's getting up 14 runs in 11 and two-thirds innings. So I'm going over and runs, raise Orioles on Saturday. My other best bet, Giants and Dodgers under and runs, first five innings. A lost year for the San Francisco Giants and Madison Bumgarner. He has one start versus the Dodgers this year. He went seven innings, allowed no runs and five hits. He's going against Hyun Jin Ryu. Thirteen innings and two starts against uh, San Francisco this year. He's allowed just one run. So I'm going under in runs in that one on Saturday. Those are my two picks for Saturday, September 23rd. What do you got, Darth Wager?
1: I only got one pick: Minnesota with Santana over the Tigers.
0: All right, Santana. Sunday, I got four games. I usually don't pick a lot on Sunday, but I'm going with it. Two leans, two best bets. Yankees, Blue Jays, under and runs. Sonny Gray going for the Yanks, 12 innings. Uh, He's given up nine hits and two earned runs against the Blue Jays. Um, Marcus Stroman has had a fantastic season, just not against the Yankees. Nine runs, 14 innings. Seven of those nine runs, however, were at the house that George built. So this game is home. He's a much better pitcher at home. I'm going under in runs. That's a lean, Yankees and Blue Jays. My other one, Orioles Rays. I'm going over in runs. Another high scoring game in Baltimore. Chris Archer has had issues with Baltimore. 10 runs, 286 batting average against. Dylan Buddy has had trouble in the second half of the year. The kid might be a little bit tired. He he just gave up a big lead. He had a 6-1 lead on the Red Sox, gave it up. Big win for the Red Sox earlier this week. He's allowed 10 runs in 17 innings against Tampa this year, so that's that's my other lean. My two best bets, Indians and Mariners, under and runs. Corey Kluber, first appearance against Seattle this year, but the last three years he has a 1.96 ERA in three games started against them with a 2.05 batting average against the Mariners counter with Mike Leak. He's been great since getting traded from St. Louis' since Seattle. Uh, he is not sleepless in Seattle. He has a 2.13 ERA. He's 3-0 in four starts. His only loss was a, a no decision. The, the Mariners lost that game 3-1. He's pitched well. I'm going under and runs in that one. That's the best bet. My other under, it's an under and runs first five innings. Clayton Kershaw in the Dodgers. He's good. A 1.73 ERA in 26 innings against San Fran this year. He's going against Chris Stratton, young kid. he had been pretty good. I think he's going to be okay the first couple turns through that Dodgers lineup. That's why it's only a first five-inning pick. Uh, I think by the third time they see that kid, they might be on to him a little bit. So just under for first five innings, Giants and Dodgers. That's my last best bet for Sunday. What do you got, Darth?
1: On uh, Sunday, yep.
0: nothing. You got nothing. Got nothing for me. All right. I'm
1: going to wait. I'm not really seeing anything panning out right now, but things will probably change by Sunday, and I will have it up. Because um, as most people that do follow us know, I update mine usually in the morning, and I will uh, let people know what I'm taking for the day.
0: Sounds good. All right, Darth. uh, I'll let you get back to, to fixing your house, getting ready for that baptism. Amen. All right, brother. We'll see you later. Bye. All right, on to, on to listener emails. It's almost that time for the end of the podcast. The listener emails, and that means it's advertising time for my books, the Aliyah Mini Series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, and Squeeze Play. The latest one, it's three books in the series. There's, there's supposed to be nine. I'm working on it. It's gonna take a little while. And uh, th- those those books are available on Amazon. You can get them if you're Amazon Prime or Kindle Select. Usually, you get them for free. You buy them directly from the publisher, the WordVerve dot They're only twelve bucks. Help support my kids' college fund. Go ahead, buy those books. They're pretty entertaining. If you're making a trip to Vegas, especially from the Northeast area, you can probably read it in one trip. It's really easy to read. I write it at like a second grade level. So there you go. Uh, the Lee Armini series, the sponsor for the listener emails. We got three of them. I'm gonna save the best for last. You've already heard the Joker's rant on the Patriot on the Giants. You'll hear mine in a moment. I got a listener email about it. So three emails, all NFL related. First one is Pete from Zachary, Louisiana. What 0 2 teams revive their seasons over the next two weeks? You always say bet on the hungry, desperate teams. It's true, I do say that. Always bet on the hungry, desperate teams. These are I, I, I put them in tears. Teams that I think, no, they're done. The Jets, they're done. They don't want to win anyway. They want to get a good quarterback. I think the loser of the Colts Brown game is done. The loser of Colts and Browns is done. I'm not sure who it's going to be. It, it I mean, it's a minus one by the books in Vegas, so that's a toss up game. The Bears, I think, are dead, unfortunately. They're, these are their next six games. They got Pittsburgh home, they're at Green Bay. They got Minnesota home. They they're at Baltimore. They got Carolina home, and then they're at the Saints. Uh, John Fox, good coach, but you, you, I don't I don't think you can get it done. Not with that schedule. So I, I'm saying the Bears are done. These next tier teams, I think they can keep hope alive, but it's false hope. The 49ers, if they beat the Rams, they win. I think they will. They're home. It's false hope though. They're not alive. And the winner of the Colts-Browns game. <laughs> the loser's definitely out. The winner might think they have life, but they really don't. It's false hope. They're not there. My tough road but capable teams that are 0-2. I have the Saints. And I think Peter from Zachary wrote this question because he must be a Saints fan. Um, they're at Carolina. I think they can win that one. They're at Miami. I think they can I think they can. Take those two games. I, I think they'll they be right back in it. Their defense is pretty terrible, but I think they can hang around. The Giants at Philly at Tampa, tough road, but they're capable. The Chargers, I want to say it's a tough road, but they're capable. They always find a way to lose. They got Kansas City, and they got Philly home, and then they, they possibly could get a dead team walking in the Giants if they lose to in Week Five. So I think the Chargers have a tough road, but they're capable. They played the Broncos tough. They played the Redskins tough. You can't, can't lose all those games. you got to win some of those once in a while. Usually the worm turns for you a little bit, but nope. Right, and this is my 0-2 teams I think are alive. I think Cincinnati's alive. Even if they lose in Green Bay this week, I think they might upset them. But I, I think even if they lose, their next, four of their next five games – are very winnable. They get the Browns, the Bills, the Colts, and the Jags. They, they could be four and four at the halfway point in the season. And if you're four and four, you're in you're in the, you're alive. You're you're ready to go. So I think Cincinnati's alive. Don't count them dead yet. I don't. I think they're a little premature firing their offensive coordinator, but I, I think they're all right. Uh, here's uh, one from Eric in Austin, Texas. After witnessing the Giants' crap play on Monday night, I'm officially worried about the Cowboys. Giants stink, and our offense did nothing against them. Redskins to win the division odds? With a question mark. That's an interesting perspective, there, Eric. It's kind of like a backhanded slap against the Giants, and the and the Eagles, and everybody else. You're a Cowboys fan, apparently, Austin, Texas. I I can't figure that out. I think the 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 Broncos ate the Cowboys' lunch. Uh, they they wanted to quit. Apparently, Zeke Elliott didn't want to eat. He he didn't do many of those hand signals last week. Uh, feeding the ball too much was he? Um, maybe a little front running in in the Cowboys camp. Maybe uh, things don't go their way. They kind of pack it in. That's uh, maybe a little perspective I saw from uh, from the coach's point of view. Um, the skins odds. We're plus 600 when I made that comment that the Skins in the preseason to win that division, because I think it's a a lock-tight division. They're all going to be pretty close. The odds are still plus 600, by the way, for the Redskins to win that division. So I'm glad you listened, Eric. You're you're very smart for listening because that could happen. Final email. Cole from Tom Rivers, New Jersey. McAdoo finally letting Eli have it. He's been bad for years. When do we see Davis Webb, or Webb Davis, whatever his name is, the third-string quarterback? So you already heard the Joker's rant on McAdoo. I, I say blood on the hands. So I, I don't know what came first, the, the chicken or the egg. Uh, Jerry Reese or, or, or Ben McAdoo, I, they both have blood on their hands from Tom Coughlin's situation. And Reese probably should have lost his job. And McAdoo... It really looks like he undercut undercut Coughlin for the job you know he, the offensive kicker gets gets promoted within i I think the next two games are crucial for the Giants. They're at Philly, they're at Tampa. they lose two, and I think both those guys lose their job, Reese and McAdoo. I think they named Spagnola the interim coach for the year. He's got head coaching experience. I think he's got the respect of the defense. I think, more importantly, he's got the respect of the Giants fans. And I think the defense steps up. Their schedule gets easier after that point, and they make a run for the playoffs. And to answer your question about Davis Webb, I think they go to Geno Smith. I don't know why they would, but I think they go to Geno Smith before they go to Webb. But they're not taking Eli out. They're not taking him out. It's not going to happen. So, Thank you for the emails. Remember, if you want to be an email listener, uh, all you have to do is email me at jeffreybelanger 8 at gmail.com. That 8 is for you Skremski. Or you can hit me up at Twitter at Coach Belanger. Thanks for listening to podcast number 189, the Bobby the Brain Heenan episode. Rest in peace, buddy. And uh, please be sure to visit my bookie AG. Uh, the, the very, very nice site. I, I enjoy it. Uh, they got live. Wagering, which I don't enjoy so much. I don't do the, do so well in the live in-game betting. Uh, the other betting I do so all right with, and they match. They match what you put in, 100% bonus. And we have uh, the, the podcast offer there. Uh, type in the promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, as in DARTH, wager, and you get a 100% bonus. They'll match whatever you put in. You put it in 100, they, they match at 100. So just visit MyBookieAG. That's MyBookie, M I. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And uh, all our picks are on the website, www.jeffreyblander.com. Be be sure to visit that. we got some Amazon banner ads. we got the MyBookieAG banner ad there. Click on those. You go on Amazon, buy yourself something nice with all those winnings. Baseball's been hot lately for me. Uh, The football picks have been good. Buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the the website, and the, the podcast at no additional cost to you. And remember, you can support my kids' college fund. Buy some books. Reading is important, people. You should read. Three books, the Ali Armini series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. Get those on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Kindle Select users. Get it for free. Get it directly from the publisher, wordverve.com. Support the the Belanger's uh, Kids' College Fund. Thank you. Everybody have a great Weekend of week three NFL and college football and baseball. Almost the end of the baseball regular season. Podcast 189. Bobby the Brain Heenan.